Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Calvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Metahuman Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg. But their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one all you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the department of metahuman affairs or dma and check it out right now All right. Hey, everybody. It's uh, Axe of Pod, and we're, we're potting. We're potting from the quarantine, and uh, not gonna let us. Not gonna let us stop uh, pouring our hearts out and our souls out, and, and getting information to you, <laughs> who, who we who we love so thoroughly and deeply, that that we would get this pod out to you. As always, I'm lead vocalist. Dream maker, oat Quaker, <laughs> Gina. On bass, we have Anne. Hello. How are you doing, Anne? I'm good. I'm I'm really uh, excited about talking tonight. You are. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad to hear it. Yeah. You, are you focused? Are you yes. ready? Yeah, I'm totally ready. I promise. Okay. I promise. Now, I can't promise later on that I won't veer off into some we- weird weird note or thing that I read earlier, you know. Sure. That's okay. Okay. And then on percussion and keyboards, um, or wherever we need her as always, <laughs> and sometimes... Haunted Oboe. <laughs> we have Cezanne. Hello. Cezanne, how are you doing? I'm okay. I'm okay. All right. Uh, I am. You are recovering from a massive nosebleed. <laughs> yeah, blood started pouring out of my face not long yeah. ago. <laughs> and I mean, like, uh, maybe, like, a couple of minutes ago. Yeah. Yeah. All right. But uh, I would say... I less harrowing than day two of social distancing with my children. <laughs> right. Right. It's gonna be rough. That's part of what we are, are planning to discuss in the pod, which is psychological effects of the quarantine. <laughs> and um Yeah, that's gonna be interesting. So um uh, on today's pod, I thought you know, what we like to do here is Talk about something that's happening in the news. And I think it'd be crazy to talk about anything other than the fact that there is a pandemic. Yeah, it would, I mean, it would feel a little strange. Right. I mean, trying to focus on anything else. It, it seems to be at the forefront of all the news. Yeah. I mean, <sighs> it's like, I don't know that I've heard any other news. <laughs> I mean, w- I guess we could talk about like album releases, but <laughs> yeah. Or you could talk about the fact that there's no toilet paper available. That yeah. seems yeah. seems more appropriate. Yeah. Um. So yeah, we're uh in the in the midst of a at the moment sort of a a mild quarantine quarant a diet quarantine. <laughs> Non-alcoholic quarantine. Um, you know, just social, yeah, social distancing. It's, it's cute. Yeah, it's not even, qu- it's not quarantine, guys. No. Uh, you can still go outside. Just yeah. don't go near anybody else. Right. 
Right. No closer than six feet, right? Isn't that the? Oh man, yeah. y'all just made me think six of something. Feet. I want to could I could so launch right into something right now, but it, I, it's it's too soon. It's too soon. It's just it's just okay. the intro. It's just the intro. Okay. So too soon. Okay, but I, I so could la- like, yeah, launch into like a court case and blah. Okay, no. Right, right. Yeah, We're not, not there yet. Not yet. Not We're yet. Not, there not yet. right. Yeah, yeah. And um, look, I I love your beautiful mind, Anne, and we're gonna get there. But it is again, it is just the intro. Uh, um, just ease on into it, right? You know, it's right. like it's like foreplay, Anne. Yeah, no, you can't you know, just go charging. You know forward. what I like to think? It's like we're just putting a toe in the hot tub, which is actually a terrible idea at the moment. Do not get in the hot tub right now. <laughs> But we're just we're just checking the temp. We're getting acclimated. Can you, That's where we're at. Can you drink water from the hot tub though? Still, <laughs> still, <laughs> still. Only, <laughs> only if you're a child. Children are apparently immune to this. <laughs> wait a minute. Yeah, wait. Have you been enjoying hot tub water for a while, Ian? <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> just oh, you know to it. this day. You know it. <laughs> Just a steaming like cup of hot tub. Only and no. only from like interstate motels. <laughs> Nothing beats the flavor <laughs> of hot tub water. Oh, <laughs> That's why my immune system is so strong, and I ain't afraid of the corona. <laughs> okay. So, all right. Uh, so we're going to put it in a bit of a historical context. And, um, you know, I I like to keep it linear because I don't have ADD. I'm just kidding. Um, hey, look, you know, I could give you some literature that talks about, like, the linear illusion. <laughs> time is a flat circle. <laughs> Look, we're experiencing time. Okay, you know what? <laughs> what if in one of the parallel universes, everything's going backwards? Wouldn't you feel ridiculous? <laughs> or just Knowing skipping willy-nilly it- to points of interest. <laughs> it's just a tangential universe. <laughs> Man, it would be so absurd what you consider your past is your future. <laughs> <sighs> so I just thought if if you, you know, are okay with this, I'll just give a, a tiny little, well, I'll start with a brief history of, of quarantines in general, if you're interested. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Are I, you interested, Cezanne? You said history. Yeah, magic word. Yeah, do your book report. I'm ready. Are you ready? All right. So, um, I guess the the first the first well that we have that that was written about it. That's the other thing. You know what? We don't have to go. (laughs) We don't have to go. You know. Yeah. You know. Qualify it. I won't say anything. I won't say anything. I won't say anything. You mean uh, the written record of Western uh, white people? <laughs> yeah, no, okay. No, I right. saw where you were like, oh, God. No, I, I know, I, I know. This is what we know about, right? So, like, there, what happened in civilizations where we do not know about and how they dealt with disease outbreaks, we, like, of course, we don't know. Well, we have no there idea. might be there might can't be even. indigenous people alive today that know, but they don't want to share their history secrets with white people. Well, you know, <laughs> and there's a reason for that. In yeah, whatever. we'll, we'll yes. cover smallpox at another on another episode. <laughs> yeah, right. <sighs> um, but uh, that's the yeah, that's the other thing that. With pandemics and quarantine, it is the intersection of everything. You have, like, a class, race, uh, ethnicity, ethnicity, xenophobia, anxiety, paranoia, everything. It's, like, things that you have not been dealing with. 
uh, it all bubbles up to the surface, you know? So mm-hmm. it's like, it, we, we had talked about that there's a certain giddiness because problems that we've had to deal with in our lives with, you know, healthcare or childcare and things that people didn't want to address or they would shush us. Now it's like, we're gonna have to talk about it. Right. Right. Yeah. What well, I think too, it's like that thing of where you know you're not supposed to be like, I told you so, but you want to just every person that's just been like, you know, sticking their fingers in their ears and like la yeah. la la, everything's fine. You'd be like, look, look what happens when something goes wrong. Like we have nothing to fall back on. Yeah. That yeah, I mean it's like when people you know, have been sort of like living in the fringes and they've been sort of giving out this clarion call. And they've like me, I've just been so exhausted because, you know, some people, they've only had like tangential, you know, experiences with the healthcare system. So they're like, yeah, that's terrible, but it doesn't really affect me. Whereas with me, it's a daily slog. And I'm like, guys, you don't understand. up. Like, if if this is tested, like, if this net is tested, it yeah. is going... It will yeah. fail, yeah. Like, yeah. it is it is a grift, and they are not... Like, the people who are working here, they do... The left hand does not know what the right hand is doing. Like... Right. It, we're in trouble. And it's like... it. Like I said, you know, people, they don't... Well, okay. The point being is that um, this is not the first time people have felt this way. <laughs> um, and uh, the first time, like, in Western historical record anyway, uh, was the Plague of Justinian, which was not the bubonic plague, but it was like a cousin. You know, it was still yeah. transmitted through uh, pest vermin. And what they did was they would close ports and not let outsiders, you know, it was outsiders into cities right and then they sort of developed you know at the time like it was weird because i was reading like academic papers and you know guys were uh he was like at the time they didn't have like disease theory and they didn't understand like blah 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 and i was like uh well you don't you don't need to understand that like this lady talked to that guy who died and she died and this lady didn't and she's alive like that's all you need to know like that that, like they understood that premise yeah Yeah. (laughs) but and then what um they did which i just think because uh in italy it was a port city and and that's why i think italy again was really hard hit again because it's it's always italy because it's such a huge port city yeah um is that they developed lazarettos is that not the coolest thing? Lazarettos? Lazarettos. Lazarettos. No. That were quarantine stations. No, I oh, just okay. you just made me think about something. What I maybe think is the animal kingdom might be punishing us for being so horrendous. Well, they keep giving us these diseases. <laughs> so, is your theory also that the bubonic plague was that the rats were punishing People. Rats' revenge. It should be called rats' well, not, revenge. No, no, because they weren't endangered. <laughs> rats. <laughs> but <laughs> okay. <laughs> but I just again, I I just want to confirm that at the moment you be- you do believe that <laughs> animals are punishing us. Well, no, it's. No, I mean, it no. would serve us right. Well, we don't have to get into it right now. Well, I do I'm, want to get into it. I do want <laughs> to because, deep because into it. Because there's been talk about that the, we don't know yet, but that. Who's the, we in? The scientific Pe- community. Collective <laughs> we. Pe- people who talk to animals in? <laughs> the general we. The we as in uh, scientific community. Okay. <laughs> okay. You count um, yourself a part of that. Yeah. Uh, well, when it comes to animal interests, um, but, well, like with, you know, the avian thing or the swine flu, like all that. And I know coronavirus, is, it's not a flu, um, but the, there's some talk 
uh, and they're doing studies on the genome of the coronavirus to see mm-hmm. um, that it m- may be related to another like animal hopping to human hopping kind of thing from either bats or pangolins or maybe like went from bat to pangolin to humans. And pangolins are like one of the most endangered, critically endangered animals on the planet. And that's because they're slaughtered uh, by uh, just the hundreds of thousands. Oh, wow. so it's the pang- pangolin's revenge. revenge. Right. And in fact, I could, may I direct you to a New York Times article entitled Revenge of the Pangolins? Question mark. You can. <laughs> You can. <laughs> and Everybody check it out. If you think I wasn't overjoyed to see that pop up, <laughs> and mm. I clicked on that to read. Oh. Finally right. getting the attention it deserves. Pangolins, do it, man. You poor little guys. They're so nice. But, um, yeah, so they, um, what would happen is that in the, in the time of outbreaks or well, and just anything they would hold a ship's cargo for like 40 days in these lazarettos because they believe that was the like time period that any sort of disease would like die out. So people and cargo. That sounds, that sounds reasonable, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. Before any sort of like modern medical technology, like, but I mean, it's, you know, again, this is after several, you know, fevers and plagues that wiped out like, what was it, two thirds of the population right. at one point? So it's not unreasonable that people would want these safeguards in place, even if it were just for psychological reasons. But I mean, yeah. but they also knew that it was. You know, a lot of times coming from and, you know, what they were saying is that it also happened at these times where, you know, trading was expanding and the world was expanding. And that's Mm -hmm. where we're at now. That's what I was saying. Speak speak on it. I'm saying you were. Yes, that's exactly what was happening. (laughs) <laughs> so yeah she affirms it so it you know historically <laughs> i'm so excited that we're talking about that <laughs> <laughs> but it's essentially like the same song different verse is that historically you know every every time there was a, an expansion of the world and we were you know uh trading more and pe- you know goods and services were we were just getting to know each other, getting yeah. to know each other's diseases. Right. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> mingling, mingling virulence. Yeah. <laughs> the the droplets. And uh, yeah, so, and it's uh, it's just kind of it, there. Are obviously, there's a a a net positive, and and there are there's a little bit of a price to be paid as well. You know. Yep. I have a question. When you mm-hmm. the whole like um, the policy of like holding a cargo ship at port for forty days or whatever, did that also include the people on the yeah. boat? You yeah, know, you know what I was thinking. That's that's kind of a pretty <laughs> good amount of time to see if they were going to die. You yeah. Know? Well, yeah. So yeah. they're like long enough. Well, to we'll see. know if they don't die by the end of the month, then I they're probably okay. Yeah, that's exactly what they did, and it, they you know they also talked about you know when there was like a a fever that went around and stuff like that. They would actually like post guards outside of cities and towns. Like it got to the point where you know any sort of traveler or visitor was just absolutely like if you were stuck in between towns. Like if you were like a like a traveling merchant or something like that, and there was a fever, like you were just out of luck. Like you know? sorry, you yeah. can't come in. Well, it sounds like even though they had zero clue about the sort of biology of all of it, they still had a pretty good, pretty good working theory about contagion and how that works. Well, yeah, I mean, and that's the other- even if they thought it was, you know, something. 
Else. Well, and that's the thing, because, like, even, like, with cholera, too, it's, like, uh, it would, it just kills me because it's, like, you know, if some of the things, like, ooh, I wish she knew a little bit more about water. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Just a little more information will go a, lot, a long way here. You gotta heat. You gotta heat it up and put chlorine in it. <laughs> you make it safe. Like one, one tiny bit more of info. Yeah, it's like you know, or even with what like you knew more about water. <laughs> or, you know, like with the plague, it's like I just wish one person like that moldy cheese. I wish they would have been like, should I take a bite of this? Or like, I like obviously I don't know how antibiotics work, but. <laughs> Like, I don't know what, like, but you know that story of, like, Louis Pasteur or something, like, he got, like, his yeah. idea from Moldy Cheese. But I, I just wish that somebody was, like, I'm just going to, I'm going to just take a bite of this Moldy Cheese, too, but. <laughs> I might be feeling a little sick, but I'm also so, so hungry. <laughs> yeah, like, I don't, <laughs> like, I don't know. I mean, I'll give it a shot. Like, what do I have to lose? I mean, I feel At least like, I won't die of starvation. Yeah. I mean, maybe this is oversimplification of the antibiotic process, but <laughs> I doubt it. I feel like I'm I'm head on on that one. But yeah, so that that that's my oh, but I wanted to start where I think we're your um research begins, Anne. <laughs> okay. Which I I got to read some of Anne's notes, which if I had to describe it in one word, I'd say aggressive. <laughs> uh, I prefer the term passionate. 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 Oh, no. It's aggre- sure. Aggressive. It's good. It's good. <laughs> but, yeah, so a, a, good, a good American precedent for uh, – Outbreak pandemics mm-hmm, mm-hmm. is the is the Spanish flu, which I mean I guess it's okay to call it the Spanish flu, right? I mean, and like people, that's what plenty, they called that's it. What, then. That's what they called it. It has no uh, necessarily relation to Spain. I mean, it's you know we're why we're, do they what, it. what what can well, you tell me why they called it the Spanish flu? I yeah, didn't get that far. It is oh, because man, I would have thought. I know. Because, I had so I, many questions, and there were all kinds of answers. Well, I, I know it. If you're curious, tell me. tell me. It's because, like, one of the your very first symptoms is you can't get enough of tapas. Ah, oh, yes. Ah, the tapas. And that's the thing. Like, they would yeah. go check on their neighbors, and it was so weird because even in you know early 20th century America in Nebraska, there'd be tapas laid out. They're like, how did they even know about it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do like some good boquerones. <laughs> it was the like, the, the Midwest nice original Manchego. hot dish. <laughs> it was so weird. I mean, they were like, I didn't even know Elmer knew about tapas. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. And it was like such a, it was shocking. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, some and gambas. Other, yeah, and they were like... Wait a second. How did she? I didn't even know she knew how to flamenco, and it was <laughs> yeah. it was that it was disturbing. It was beautiful and disturbing, yeah. and it was like, haunting. It was hauntingly haunt- beautiful, right? And it was like the whole town was filled with this music. It was like the Gypsy Kings before the Gypsy Kings. And they were like, oh, it's the Spanish flu, and and you just knew it was like the, like the Piper song leading you to your death <laughs> yeah that sounds that sounds correct right oh god that is absolutely i'm gonna publish that paper in, in the <laughs> journal of american medicine but um but what what it what is actually uh true about the spanish influenza is that it did not affect the older citizens, because they believe a, a fever had gone through a generation previous that had inoculated uh-huh. them. Did you read that, Anne? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. because I, I read it in your notes. Uh-huh. Yeah, That, yeah. like, something something similar had gone through. Right. And they... So, and that was in their younger generation, when they were in their, in their younger generation, when they were younger, yeah. 
And so okay. it had, they were kind of inoculated against it. And um, so it ended up um, killing like the strongest of the, the, the it, it, it ended up killing the like men who survived World War One. Which yeah. How I mean, can you imagine like World War One being taken out by the flu? Where it's like you were gonna, you were guaranteed to die, basically. But then, yeah, like oh, you make it back. warfare. Yeah. You make it back. Yeah, you survive trench foot and oh. gas. Just, oh. And you're just moving. Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh. Oh. No, but I read that they would, that what really happened is they would go, this is the worst. They went into a house and this woman had given birth to twins. Oh, yeah. I read that. Yeah. And her husband was lay, laying dead and she's holding the babies and there's nothing but an apple like laying Ugh. within reaching distance. Right. And you know, she's just holding the babies and like it was awful. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> um Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty grisly. And I mean, it's it's it very I think I I don't know where I read it, but it it had an impact on the generation, like in memory too, you know, because it was kind of scary. Well, there were similar similar kind of policies of like city. Some cities would close; they were closing big events and schools and churches and theaters, you know. Um, and like, like but, oh, and like, okay, Tucson, Arizona, they had a thing where you you couldn't go out in public without a mask. The mask thing that was still yeah. that was from a hundred years ago. That's so, still yeah. going on. Um, and then, okay, yeah, that's where I'll stop on that. Okay, so where did it start in in the U.S.? Well, I thought that it. I thought that it had st- didn't it start with soldiers. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. So, I mean. Oh, okay. Because it was like every you know people moving around all over and for, with the battles and then coming home and transmitting and um, but you know honestly I don't have that much of the history of like origin. Of it, yeah. I looked into more about the their approaches, like how the yeah. how the, pu- the public healthcare system at the time responded. You know, well, right? Yeah, yeah. Go into that because I know that um, that that that's kind of where we're headed now. Is like how are we going to contain it? Right. Because it's. You know what what happens if one member of a family has it and the rest of the family doesn't or yeah you know well I, I yeah I I came across a good article about that that and it's from two, 2018 2018 um, and they're t- it's basically saying the title is better prepare than react reordering public health priorities a hundred years after the Spanish flu epidemic. And the article's talking about advocating that we need to stop being reactive, like, oh, you know, and actually have these scientific forefront sort of addressing, like, uh, pinpointing maybe where where a disease could start or taking measures to be prepared if something were to happen. Um, or having, you know, a way to have, um, you know, produce test test kits and facilities right. to test them at. Right. Some sort of protocol for that. Yeah. And so right. an illusion of progress, right? Like, so in 1980, so we've come a long way since 1918. Right, right, right. We thank goodness come, it's thank goodness we're thank not goodness just, things are so much better thank goodness we're not just responding without any preparedness you know and yeah. at the time there was a shortage of personnel that sounds familiar to today right 
Um, and they talk about the cycle of panic, neglect, panic, neglect, panic, neglect. You know, and, and that's why transformative measures like the, the, the response after the Ebola virus was so important to be at the forefront of like addressing it on a global level. Like, well, there's this weird cluster in this area of whatever country. Let's be proactive and study it and see and like get start testing, you know, rather than yeah. just kind of. Be like, well, I'll just wait till I get on the cruise boat, you know? Right. Well, you know, breaking your plans really sucks. So just cross your fingers and hope for the best. Well, that's like the difference between the responses in like South Korea, where they're right. testing everybody. South Korea is like our only chance to have any kind of like solid data. It's amazing what their their response was like. And it's not like, oh, everybody's fine. No, of course they're they're dealing with it, but like the fact that 2 weeks after the first case of coronavirus there, government passed emergency approval for a a lab in Korea to start getting out test kits. They're they're doing 10,000 test kits a week. And typically, a person's tested twice for accuracy. Yeah. And not only that, but they said they you can be tested and treated. The government will cover both of those things. And not only that, but you can test regardless of your citizenship. And that's incredibly wow. important. Yeah. Oh, my God. Seriously. And um. that, that's the thing that makes me nervous about something like that happening in this environment here oh, is that, you know, if you're trying to contain an illness and people are worried about their citizenship status, which they absolutely should be, they're not going right. to go get tested if they have symptoms. So you're not going to be able to, like, do oh, those kind yeah. of measures here. I hadn't even thought of that angle. That's Well, and it's like, this is, and this is a great example of the argument for... <laughs> People having access to healthcare because, regardless of whether they're illegal or not, there's a public health concern. Right. Yes. Yeah. Well, it's not just so people can. What do you gain by not figuring out if helping somebody who's sick? Well, and that that's the thing that I feel, you know, illustrates like what. What what does it mean to live in a society? Like, what are our shared values? Right. And it's like, we can't dance around it anymore. Yeah. You know, yeah. because w- what, and for some reason in this country, it's like this sort of individualism has gone t- gone to a point that... You know, it's like, well, if you made better choices, you would have health care. And if you made better right. choices, you wouldn't need food assistance. And if you and the thing of it is, is that what you have to recognize is that we're all in this together. Right. Right. You're on the same cruise ship. <laughs> yeah. That's that's now just looking for a port. <laughs> yeah, I was reading about a cruise ship that right right now, like they, uh, it, it, oh god, it's the cru- it's a cruise line that came out of Italy and they went to Puerto Rico and the a couple got tested because they were um, having symptoms and they they were first gonna go to oh my god, hold on. And this is, we're talking about a cruise that started out March 5th, which is <laughs> a three-hour uh, tour, <laughs> which is nine days from where we're talking, when we're talking now. So nine days ago, um, they set sail in the midst, from Italy, in the midst of just a, a, a boat of merrymakers. Yeah. You know, it, it <laughs> honestly reminds me of, isn't it the, the ma- is it the Mask of the Red Death that Edgar oh. Allan Poe 
Yeah, yeah. Where it's like they're all partying and then, like, he comes through, like, room by room. It's yeah. like all these, like, you know, like, incredibly privileged people on this, like, yeah. doomed cruise ship. And yeah. they're getting, like, this, like, fancy foods and, well, you yeah. know. It, they, even after, it was like, they all still had the buff. It was only, like, the buffet was open till like, two days ago. Yeah. <laughs> so, awesome. <laughs> I mean, are they like catch a breath? Are they like chilling on water slides and stuff? I mean, yeah, no, it's like the it was like the shows were canceled, but the gym, pool, and jacuzzi were open, and yeah, they the shows were canceled. Well, that's right. nice, but but people are walking all around or whatever. But here's this here's what's happening now. So they were first gonna go to the Canary Islands. Nope, nope. Then Malaga, Spain. The, the, wait, wait. Because the Canary Islands said no? That's Is that why? That's the I got. Yeah, good. Uh, so everyone's just like, uh, no, thank you. Yeah. No, and then, yeah, no then, thank you, Corona ship. Yeah, and then and then Spain was like, um, we're sus- we've suspended cruise ship arrivals. No. Like, did y'all not get the memo? <laughs> and, and the latest plan is to go to uh, France. Which today went into lockdown. So I'm just imagining this boat just like, like, you know. Oh, full of people who are just like so like, I cannot believe this. And they're just, I can't believe this. And and they've got the corona patients and, oh, and they went, they set sail with no test kits. Like nothing, you know, like. Well, why, why would you want to, why would you want to have test kits on hand? That would just scare the people on the cruise, you know, make it seem like it was a possibility that there could be Corona on their shit. It's like love at the time of cholera, but, um, you know, not romantic. Yeah. Oh God. Not, not. Can we just talk a little bit too about how, Okay, so there's definitely a certain sector who is like, you know what? I read this thing from this epidemiologist, and there's all this data, and it seems like, guys, it seems like we can do this. It seems like if we just practice some so- practical social distancing, right? you know, we could really, like, avoid the disaster that Italy is going through where, you know, doctors are having to decide who gets the last ventilator and who gets to die. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, we could maybe avoid that for ourselves, Mm-hmm. And and then there's also, like, a really kind of shockingly large group of people who feel like somehow we're different than Italians or right. we're different than the Chinese anybody, completely. Yeah. And that if if we just – why would you change your lifestyle we're for something – why would you for one. a second consider changing your lifestyle <laughs> – for something, there, there's been how many deaths in the U.S.? Something like 11. I mean, I can't tell you how many times I saw that. I'm like, but. What about um, other people? Like, you can see where we're going to be mm-hmm. in a week if you just look over here. That's how science works. Yeah. Yeah. Um, side, side note about one more cruise line thing. There, um, A leaked Norwegian cruise email that they were. They had a talking point if customers uh, called and, and the coronavirus came up that they were to say that it only can survive in cold temperatures. So the Caribbean is a fantastic choice. Yeah, that's what people kept saying. They're like, oh, don't worry. What's once summer rolls around? This will all blow over. It's like, did you guys know that it's summer and the other half yeah. uh, <laughs> and other the southern hemisphere? Yeah. Of uh, of the what? of the globe right now. Once again, did y'all realize yeah, that? Yeah. Oh. Do you know how the planet works? <laughs> no, you don't. Why don't you talk? So shut up. Why don't you talk God. to Tom Hanks about it? <laughs> Jesus Christ! What the fuck? Oh, don't worry. It'll all blow over by summer. I'm still gonna make my plans for my trips. Yeah. It's like okay, well, hold on to hope. But you know what? Don't be too upset when it doesn't work out. Yeah, I mean, look, like, 
I mean, Tom Hanks is enjoying his summer with the coronavirus, like, obviously. Yeah. But what I wanted to get in is um, part of the reason um, we're not leading the charge, the U.S. is not leading the charge, is the very things that you have suggested would be helpful, Anne. Um, We did have an agency. Right. That was organized in response to Ebola, um, mm-hmm. and um, this is- oh, was it. It was set up by Trump, right? <laughs> is that what? Because I know he's really proactive about this kind of stuff. <laughs> he's really good at science. Okay, it was put out. It was under the National Security Council, and it's the Global Health Security Agenda. Yeah, so so critic, critics are pointing out that money might not be... Okay, the administration hadn't spent the past two years largely dismantling government units that were designed to protect against pandemics. The cuts started in 2018 as the White House focused on eliminating funding to Obama-era disease security programs. In March of that year, Rear Admiral Timothy Zemer, whose job it was to lead the U.S. response in the event of a pandemic, abruptly left the administration and his global health security team was disbanded. That same year, the Center for Disease Control and Prevention was forced to slash its effort to prevent global disease outbreak by 80% as its funding for that program began to run out. The agency at the time opted to focus on 10 priority countries and scale back to in others, including China. Yeah. Okay. So that's all I... Because nothing happens in China. Okay. The point being is that you had mentioned earlier is that the problem is, is, uh, you know, they slashed the budget mostly, and it, it had come up before in different pods, is that because programs where we worked with our allies, the belief was is that we were spending too much money where we where Trump believed that other countries should be footing the bill. Mm-hmm. And of course, um, you know, it's like a, 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 you know, a penny of prevention is worth a pound worth of cure. Yeah. Yeah. And it would have been really helpful <laughs> to keep this up if it had caught. Yeah, right. that seems like exactly the kind of uh, exactly the kind of information that you know, or exactly the kind of organization, right? Like the team sort of team effort it could be like, let's set this into motion. Let's just get this machine running, mm-hmm. so we know what's happening. Yeah, right. instead of what's happening right now, which right. is that. We have no idea what's happening yeah. here. Yeah. Right. And, and the very... And, and those, it's an embarrassment. Right. And those very organizations would be the ones that we would rely on to organize testing, organize the data. Right. You know, supply yeah. test kits, you yep. know, organize personnel. And we don't have that because... Yeah. And help yeah. actually disseminate accurate information... Mm-hmm. So that you don't have one group of people saying, hey, guys, wait, science. And then another group of say- people saying, you know what? Yeah. My school district keeps saying we're not going to close yet. So <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and go on vacation. My, uh, yeah, they haven't stopped my uh, my church services. So I'm I'm pretty sure we're all okay. Right. You like, know that article you were talking about, Gina. That yeah. I just I looked at the date, and it's it's two years to the date. It we oh, came. Wow. That article was like March thirteenth, twenty eighteen. Not March, and today's well, today's March fourteenth. And like in that article, there's one of the senators who was like, "Cut it!" They're like, Cut adi- it. "Additional uh, funding to the CDC." Doesn't seem in a time of scarce resources a wise use of resources. Well, there's a lot of money having to go out now. Right. Yeah. Now we're facing economic disaster. So. Yeah. But, you know, and it also when like in times of, you know, either 
like increased tension from either war or disease, it really has the effect of showing, you know, the inadequacies, Mm -hmm. you know, of, yeah. Yeah. You can see where all the gaps are. It bring, it brings you the forefront, like crystal clear, like, Oh, Oh, you know, we have a million beds for 300 million people. Hospital beds, I mean. And that's the thing because it's, you know, when people talk about like the healthcare system or, you know, and, you know, having to pay for, you know, a test for the coronavirus. And it's like, well, they're not having to pay for that in South Korea. And, you know, it's just like, why are we the only country that does this? And, you know, it just seems cruel. And why are people making money off of this? And, you know, it's like, well, and then, yeah, then there's a trend for everything to be like, well, let's wait until the last possible minute to, to say what's really going on. Right. Let's go ahead and say everything is fine up until the moment that we absolutely have to say that it's not. Right. Which is just so awful. It's like weird. why how about right from the beginning you tell everybody what's going on? Like people are going to freak the fuck out anyway. It, well, and also- why don't you let them make like start to wrap their heads around it and make the right choices. And why don't you? Why do you wait until you know the things are have already crossed the tipping point before you decide that you're going to give people free tests? Right. Why do you wait until past the tipping point? Like, why? Like, is it I also don't like, like it? A, it looks like a sign of weakness. Like, but 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 you know we can do this. Yeah. You know, right? Like, there's this whole like this like bluster that we've been talking yeah. about. It's like, yeah, I'm. We're gonna keep shaking those hands. I will not take responsibility <laughs> for anything. I will not be taking a test. No, uh, uh-uh, uh, not me. I don't have any symptoms. Like, really? Well, and the honestly, the closest. I mean, a lot of people on Twitter um, had made this association and i thought about it too is that when it the docuseries chernobyl but i mean just like the relationship between um you know people in the like under the uh, soviet union where they just didn't believe anything the state was telling them right because they knew that the they would say anything that made the people in power look good right so like when something like chernobyl happened they were like right but what's really going on <laughs> right yeah right yeah, yeah. you know that's yeah. totally that's totally going on here i mean i think to the other degree where you know i think you know where where i live right now there's only a couple of confirmed cases, but people, a lot of people that I know are treating it as though like, oh, we need to just, we're hunkering down. And that's because a lot of people are like, we have no idea. Like, right. w- I-, I can't trust what anybody is saying about this because right. the the trend is everything is fine until it's not. And, and so everyone's yeah. like. This is crazy. We don't know where the infection vectors are heading. We don't there's know no where it is. There's no testing. There's no testing. Anyway. It's like people keep saying there's no cases. It's like, yes, there are. There's not no cases. There's no testing. Like, yeah. there were uh, there were a handful of tests coming out of this city, like, maybe last week. And only only yesterday did they start testing in earnest. And not even to the scale that they should be. So, of course, yeah, people are going to people are going to avoid things even if they actually shouldn't mm. like and that is actually what's what's going like what is taking down the economy right now mm. where, yeah, maybe you could still go out to eat if you practice these if you did these like sort of precautions. But no, no, p- like people aren't going to do that because right. They have no idea whether they're going to be, <laughs> and God you know, somebody things. that catches it and gives it, accidentally gives it to their grandmother. Right. You know? Well, that's the thing because, like, in my household, we're, we're both, um, my, my, I live with a much older roommate. <laughs> and, um, but we are both 
incredibly vulnerable. Yeah. Right. So, and the thing yeah. is, is that I, I really need to know the truth. <laughs> yeah. Because, yeah. Please. Like, like this is. Like, could you set aside at least a test kit for somebody like me, please? Because they're like, no, no, your your press conference is great, but is there a place I can go? Where I can actually know what's happening. No, there actually there's not. Well, no, but Google's working on it. <laughs> no, but like the thing of it is, is that like in my household, like we might not survive it. So like, right? Like I need to, I need to know. Like, <coughs> just like please let us know. Like, let us know. It, yeah, like, it's not. It's not cute. Right. It, yeah. You know what I mean. Yeah, and I, yeah. It's like, not brave. It's not brave to be reckless. It's not like, you know, that's not cool. Viruses don't care how chill you are about them right. at all. Yeah. Oh, I just if, um, you know, like I like to do this in every pod, which is just read a block of text. <laughs> um, do it. Uh, but uh, so these are, and I just want you know, because I I. I want you to know this, guys, because I feel like there's comfort and information and data. This is psychological effects of quarantine. So, first, the measure has significant signal value, indicating that authorities believe the situation to be severe and liable to worsen. Second, the imposition of the measure primarily for the benefit of others outside of the affected cities reduces trust and reassurance for those within the cordon. Cordon? Cordon? Yeah. Cordon. Yeah. yeah. The belief that authorities are acting in my best interests. Third, quarantine is by definition associated with perceived loss of control and a sense of being trapped which will be heightened if families have become separated. Fourth, the impact of the rumor mill must not be underestimated. The the desire for facts will escalate and an absence of clear messages will increase fear and push people back to seek information from less reliable sources. For some, the cumulative effect of these impacts may be severe. Yeah. Yeah. Just look out for it. Know that it's a natural progression. It's okay. And we're all... And all the things you're feeling are normal. <laughs> right. Yeah. We're all, we're all a, little, a little nervous. A little nervous. We're all looking for information. And we deserve information. We're not getting it. Yeah. Um, but we do know what works. Because, you know, from <laughs> actually... Yeah. Uh, a long time ago. Yeah. You know, back back in the days of the Spanish flu, we could right. see the difference between what happened in Philadelphia versus what happened in I can't remember that other city now. Oh <laughs> god. <laughs> 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 that other city that took measures and Philadelphia that didn't take social distancing measures. That's right. Yeah, the you know, you could hear the haunted flamenco music and Elmer making his tapas. <laughs> his, his we know it. We know it works. So maybe just don't go on your spring va- break vacation, even though you really, 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 really want to, and you feel like you deserve it because you're special. I would don't love do. to go on a vacation. Oh, that reminds me. That's another thing I was thinking about. I was looking at a slideshow of like empty places you know mm-hmm. like oh like, yeah like the coliseum and a beijing airport or whatever and I, oh wow yeah and it was actually i was it was so calming i was like yeah it was just like yeah there's the coliseum it wasn't just like and they would show and then they show you know from what before all this where it's you know all the tourists yeah. and this and that and now you know and I, I started thinking about machu picchu and like World historic sites where where they're being like destroyed because so many people go there, like the, Galap- yeah. the Galapagos Islands. Like you know what? Just stay. Maybe let's just give them a break for just a yeah. little bit. You know. Well, I mean, pollution 
pollution is, is I mean, yeah. if we're doing silver linings at this point, <laughs> pollution is being reduced to a certain extent right, during this period. Yeah. It's, yeah. Ugh. Yeah. A little self, little self reflection and meditation and interpersonal. <laughs> there is, there is something like weirdly, not call. It's like, yeah. I guess, I guess there's a lot of emotions yeah. to deal you know with what? right it's a now. Lot of emotions. <laughs> maybe I'm, maybe I'm vacillating between like this weird giddiness and this dread, and this like calm of just knowing that you can't really do anything about it and everything is out of your control and you're a speck of dust it's the it's the loss of control i think that you know and to watch other people have to surrender their loss of control it's like we've been we've been preparing for this for so long of like because i always feel like what is happening you know what i mean like yeah yeah and like and it's like, yeah, I was right. Nobody knows what's going on. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it does leave leave things on like a more positive note. I my my most sincere hope is that this will allow people to really understand like that we need that sort of new deal reformation, you know, that we need to sort of, that we are on this doomed cruise ship together. Yeah. Like you, you're literally stuck on this cruise ship. You're eating from, we're all, we've all got the, we're using the same tongs. We're all eating the same shrimp cocktail. (laughs) Right. I mean, like that sneeze guard is inadequate. It, that is that's a psychological sneeze guard right there. That's just for your mind to feel better about things. I mean, that's that, there for looks. That, mean, have you ever been to a buffet where you didn't see someone do something gross? Like 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 a, even a kid. Like just Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like the, the toilet paper is going to run out, guys. Like yeah, like the but I'm and just, the bidets, by the way. <laughs> but, oh. So, you know, but you know, we're all in this together, and I think that you know, if if we can if we can use this moment, and I, I know this, I know this is going to sound corny, but I honestly believe more of us want to do something positive. You yeah. know, like rebuild, rebuild a safety net, you know, and make sure yeah. that people do have access to health care. Because when they don't, like in a pandemic, if people don't have access to right. health care, like you're going to get sick. Right. Because like, someone else, somebody you love is going to get sick. Yeah. You're not. And the, they. You're not the first person to touch that toilet paper roll at the store. There's been you know what is happening right in. now? Yeah. What? You know what's happening right now? People cannot visit their elderly, like, loved ones in nursing homes right, right now. Right. Nursing homes are being shut down. Like, you can't go visit them unless they're dying. Yeah. That's a tr- fucking tragedy. Like, this is, like, not s- a small thing. And it sucks that it takes something like this to... I mean, hopefully expose the gaps and hopefully, like, drive the point into people that it's not right. just about whether you're okay and it's worth it to, you know, like, a, you know, yeah, a little bit of prevention yeah. or, forth- or any kind of forethought or evidence-based, like, policy. Right. I hope, I mean, that's, I hope that that's what happens, but. Um, yeah, but. And we I don't know. we honestly we need to invest more in in caretakers in our in people who are in support like those people that you know like in Seattle when there was only three people who showed up in a nursing home for hundreds of patients like uh, yeah. their salaries are abysmal they're yeah. like the stretch to the limit I mean they're 
like we just need to have a conversation about people who are compensated right. for taking care of our most vulnerable population. Like we need to yeah. invest in our children and in the elderly. We, you know, there's, it's absolutely possible. It's what we're looking at now is like all of a sudden they're coming up for, you know, all these businesses that out of nowhere people can work from home and right. it's like but you you couldn't you couldn't accommodate my disability right but yeah, now right. you can but now you can suddenly everybody can work from home right well honestly that's another hopefully that's another good thing that's going to come out of this is that we're going to figure out that this culture of like driving 50 miles to work to go get on a computer to do your job is fucking ridiculous and we can yeah. like change the world that way as well right yeah right i mean like you know seattle's mayor has stopped evictions right yeah. now right because it's like well uh, we're, we're what <laughs> we can't have you yeah. on the street it's like it's like yeah they're and they're stopping cutoff service for utilities utilities which is- um at&t is um uh, Waving, char- I guess, charging data overage for people okay, yeah. for the internet. Um, yeah. Well, and, and that's the thing. It's like, you know, all these things that didn't seem possible before are possible now all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know, I think yeah. like these big stru- structural changes that everybody said were impossible. Right. May- maybe we should demand them because they are possible. Right. Like, Oh, yeah. so you you so really you do know that there's some inequality going on. Well, and that's the other thing because then you know we can make things like childcare possible. You know, because yeah. if you can tell, you know, like you like work remotely, and so yeah. it's like we it. There's just this is this is going to have to be the start of a a real big conversation. So. It's like, I I just feel like we all need to just stay passionate about it. Yeah. That, yeah. That's, that's like what I hope to take away from it. Speaking of passion, this is what I was saving to tell y'all about. Ooh. Oh, yes. I um, called eBay this morning. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. <laughs> was, yes. Yes. I called uh, ac- an actual phone call. Happened. I did. I did. Oh because I wanted to report the price gouging yes. of yeah. Lysol for fifty dollars, and wow. yeah, and it came out in the news that eBay said you know that that they are also actively taking this down because it violates uh-huh. their disaster and tragedy policy. Wow. And I got on the phone with a, a lovely representative. Because I wanted to know and which drop-down menu was most appropriate because I couldn't find a disaster and tragedy policy. How do po- I report this? Yeah. Well, because disaster and tragedy policy wasn't explicitly a, a, a choice. So I was mm-hmm. like, I want to know what is the best <laughs> match to report these items. And, and we both agreed. Uh, uh, go to listing practices. Nice. And um, yeah, okay. So okay, that's um, that's good to know, Ann. <laughs> go out there, go out there, army of listeners, and start reporting price gouging. But I mean, I, yeah, I just under like, you know. All right, that's what I'm saying. Keep that fire. Keep you know, you know, that yeah. fire. <laughs> you just pick up the phone and you talk to eBay. <laughs> You know what? You do that. You take some time out of your day and you get on the line. Did you have to wait? Yeah. Well, I had to go. It was like all these automated stuff and I just kept confusing the system. And they're like, yeah, so yeah, yeah, they yeah. got me to a person. And I can't imagine <laughs> that like, you're good at confusing the system. Well, because they're, they're like, what do you need? And I'm like, report disaster policy violation. <laughs> Price gouging. I did. That's the other thing I said. I go, price gouging. <laughs> wow. Wow. Oh, I love That's it. That's good. That's good. Good job, Anne. 
Good, good on you, citizen. I mean, wow. I just want to fight. No, and I, I just want to fight with somebody. Well, no, I, not not that rep, but like I just no. Of course not. Know. That's not what we're talking about. You know what it, I mean. it was no. the man. Let's let's mm-hmm. be clear. Mm-hmm. It was the man. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that's a great, again, I think that's a great ending point because, uh, you know, we want to continue. Don't, don't stop fighting for what's right. Right. No. Passion. And I, and we just, again, we want to, you know, in, if you're social distancing and, and you feel alone, just know we're, we're here for you. And, uh, we're here. You can you can get in touch with us. We would be happy to hear from you. We will talk to you. We totally. Love, we love you. <laughs> yeah. Um, you can get in touch with us on axofpod at gmail. Axofpod at Instagram. Axofpod, your mother's house. <laughs> <laughs> That's my favorite that one. That's my favorite. <laughs> and I hope. She is socially distancing herself <laughs> because she is vulnerable. Actually, this week we won't be going to your mother's house. <laughs> we will because because we're we, going to be very respectful of your mother, right? But um, might stay will, away for a couple of months. Yeah, but we will get back to your mother's house. Axel <laughs> <laughs> part of Facebook. All right, stay yeah. safe. Don't be weird about toilet paper. <laughs> yeah. It's really weird. I don't take get what it. take what you need. Yeah. Just take what you need. And we and we love you. Yep. Love you too. We really do. All right. Wash your hands. Wash, wash yeah. Your hand. Wash your hands. All right. I'm just a little chimney sweep. Oh no. Uh uh. She's hey. not. She she's never been hey. in a chimney. And even I, and even I wash my hands. Wash my hands. (laughs) 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 Goodbye now. (laughs) Stop being.